the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and AJ Appleton. Touchdown! Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Appergarth. What is up, man? Not much, not much. Uh, just rocking out my fresh, fresh cut here, fresh shave for the most part, leaving the dirty stash. It, it, it always <laughs> looks interesting when you fun. just have the stash. It's yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Good times. No, no. And nope. you thought I couldn't be silly and stupid. <laughs> I mean, this is more creepy. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to be going into some quarterback debate, looking at some ADPs and, um, you know, pairing some some of these quarterbacks together, not necessarily that they're like right next to each other in ADP, but just pairing some quarterbacks together that have um, similar, in my opinion, similar games uh, is, and just kind of doing the, the debate, which, which one do we like more and, and why? Uh, but before we jump into all that, just want to remind everybody to hit those subscribe buttons, uh, like buttons, whatever it is, wherever you're listening or watching, we appreciate it. Um, and of course, become an all access member of our fantasy six pack. Uh, you get access to our draft cheat sheet, which actually was just updated today. Um, new fresh ADP data, new fresh projections. So good to go there. Uh, those will be updated all off season as well. Uh, but we've got obviously the projections are actually there on the site as well for you to use at your own leisure. We've got our award-winning rankings. We've got our Discord. We're going to have DFS content and, and all that kind of stuff during the season as well. Go to fantasysixpack.net slash plans. Use promo code F, the number 6P, and then NFL for 15% off. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to move on. Let's bring in our guests. And first, we will bring in Kelly Singh, uh, Trophy Smack, and employee over there uh runs runs the show in my opinion like it would not survive without you <laughs> probably that's a close that's a close call there i would say yeah <laughs> um how are you doing tonight i'm doing great if i could also club fantasy and women of fantasy football yes, which absolutely. we will be rolling out in august so everybody hang out for that but yeah awesome. trophy smack a blast love it Awesome. Love yeah. Matt Walsh. Engage with us. He is uh he he is he is very funny. My uh my introduction to him was quite loud at the <laughs> first expo I went to. So I don't know if you know the story. So he this was two expos ago. Okay. Um they traveled obviously all the way from California. All of their trophies exploded on the plane ride over. Yeah. So none of the balls was broken. Yeah, it was broken. So I brought. We had a booth, and I had our two. I had our two trophies from the top, being top five in Fantasy Pros rankings. So I'm walking downstairs to go set up my booth, and all I hear from like the far corner of the hotel is just, 
yes, yes, yes. And I was like, <laughs> what in the living hell was that? Yeah. Never knew who Matt Walsh was before that time, but quickly found out who he was. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Awesome dude. I love him. Um, bringing on the next guest here, Jeff Lambert of Going For Two, the founder over there. Um, Got to thank you. Uh, before we do anything else for the great ADP data that went into our cheat sheet. You do great things over there going for two, man. The Discord you guys got there for Scott Fish uh, is is top-notch. Uh, I love it. So uh, how's it going tonight, man? Good, man. Good. Glad glad to be here. Glad to see y'all two again. And the first time on a podcast with, with Kelly. Uh, I see her all over Twitter and everything else, but this is the first time actually podcasting with her. Nice to meet you, Kelly. Yes, you too. Exciting. Yeah, so. fantasy six pack bringing people together. That's what we do. <laughs> All right, Welcome so to we're going to be jumping into some quarterback debates, like I said, and uh, starting right off the bat, um, we just you've got to start off with these first three. They're they're clumped up at the very top. They're the first three quarterbacks going off in every draft I've been in. Uh, not necessarily in this order, but it is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. Right now, they're I'm using the sleeper ADP uh, as of I think it was like a week or so ago is what I've got right now. But Patrick Mahomes was all the way up at 15 overall. He's quarterback one. Josh Allen at 22 and a half, and Jalen Hurts at 23 and a half ish um, at QB three. Look, the, like I said, these three are off the board one, two, three in some sort of order. Kelly, I'll start with you. Do you believe in grabbing one of these three who have sort of separated themselves from the rest of the QB field? Um, And if so, which one? Yeah, of course. So I was on the Jalen Hurts train before there was a Jalen Hurts train because for some reason, people don't like to look at fantasy points when they're (laughs) drafting. Jalen Hurts is a fantasy points machine. I don't care if the Eagles were terrible or if the Eagles were amazing. He was still bringing 30 plus points per game. Jalen Hurts all the way. Yes. Uh, Says the Eagles. You're here. I second above you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's, I mean, for me, it, yes, obviously I am a huge Jalen fan. Um, But going into last year, uh, it was, kind of questionable we we didn't know you know from an nfl standpoint mm-hmm. was he the guy you know obviously he was kind of the the safety gap uh because they weren't sure if carson wentz was the guy clearly he was not uh once the injuries pretty much derailed him and then his attitude helped uh continue to derail him um but i mean last year was a complete breakout uh you know the definition of a player breakout and he proved everybody wrong, and it was awesome. It was awesome to watch. Um, awesome to have him as uh, you know my my QB one on many of my fantasy teams. So uh, to me, he's still he's still number one. But Mahomes is right there for me too. It's kind of a one one a, um, and it really depends on my league settings. Actually, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's what's gonna be the decider for me. Um, if, if I have a league where I know I'm getting extra points per rush or, you know, something other than that, you know, just rushing yards in general, he's going to get you those points. Um, he's probably not going to have all the touchdowns that, that Mahomes will have through the air, but 
overall touchdowns, it's close too. But don't you think it's important to call out the difference between a franchise quarterback or a winning quarterback on a winning team versus a fantasy draft pick? Because like I said, over the last three years with Jalen Hurts, it's been pretty consistent, very high scoring, if not the highest score on my team. So I feel like people really overlook that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And that's, you know, that's one of the fun things we we like to do is just (laughs) – break up those differences between real life and fantasy. (laughs) Jeff, what about you, man? Uh, One of these three, are you targeting them in drafts? Like, are are, are you willing to spend, you know, this is, they're all going within the first two rounds, you know, according to ADP right now, are you willing to spend that? And if so, which one? Yeah. So I'm going to piggyback on what AJ said about, you know, league settings and, you know, I've seen Scott Fishbowl. We're all in Scott Fishbowl and you get that, uh, that first down point, you get the, you know, so that's going to kind of sway it a little bit for me. You get the points per carry as well. Uh, so if you're talking some league like that, then obviously Jalen Hurts is probably the top one in, in that group. Um, more traditional scoring, you're going to look at more at Patrick Mahomes because he's going to put up the points with his arm. Right. Uh, he doesn't need his leg necessarily to put up those kind of points. Um, and then, of course, you got your six-point passing touchdown leagues and your four-point passing touchdown leagues. So that also is going to sway me one way or the other. Uh, and as far as grabbing them, um, you know, where they're going in, in the ADP, I've always been a weight on quarterback guy. However, last year kind of changed me a little bit. Uh, I play a lot of DFS, which is very similar to redraft. You, you know, you've got your new team every week, similarly. But the, the tier of quarterbacks really drops off. You got the top three, you know, you get that little mid tier that we'll talk about here in a minute. And then after that, it really kind of drops off. Not a lot more than it used to. It used to be, you know, a lot more even after the first two or three it was a little bit more gradual as, as you go down, but there's really a, 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 a tear break. That's if you're going to spin up on the quarterbacks, I, I have no problem going with one of these three quarterbacks to get, you know, to get that guy, lock them in, you know, you're going to have them in your lineup every single week. You're never going to put anybody else in there. And then you can spend the rest of your draft building your receivers and your running backs, which, you know, it's easier to hit on uh, a late round running back or a late round receiver than it is to hit on a late round quarterback. So if you're going to take one of these guys in that second round, um, I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, I'll, uh, I, I gotta give credit to our producer, Mike LaPlante. He is starting to convince me that and same thing is what you're just saying now, Jeff, is that these like top end quarterbacks are worth the value at this point because of it is now they are difference makers. Like there is a large gap if they repeat what they did. However, I do have to disagree with you a little bit as far as like the scoring settings. When you mentioned Scott Fishbowl, especially this year, my one is Allen. The thing that hurt him the most last year was all the interceptions. Yeah, and you don't get that. He's not going to have the negative points this year. And so now you tack on the rushing that he's going to give over the Mahomes, and he can basically do the same thing with his arm that Mahomes can, maybe less yardage and slightly less touchdowns. But those extra rushing yards and the extra touchdowns that he's going to give you in, in the rushing game put him at the number one for me there. But all three of these guys are really good. I have my reservations with Jalen Hurts at, at at like right there with them. Like as a repeat, he's gonna need to do the same thing with his legs again. I mean, he had 13 rushing touchdowns. That's hard to repeat for a quarterback. Um, 
One one big question I have is, and I haven't heard if they've changed the rule. I know they've talked about it, but the the infamous quarterback sneak where they push him in the back. Right. I don't know. They get rid of that. They didn't get I, rid of that. I know they talked about it, but yeah. I haven't heard anything official about it. Just rumors about just rumors. them. Yeah, just rumors. Nothing official. So as of right now, it's still a go. Kelly's but, got the fans. But push. <laughs> um. So that I mean, that right there to get the first down and you get credited with a rush as well. So I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But again, yeah. I, I think I think Hertz is is fine here. But honestly, like if I'm gonna reach for these high end quarterbacks, I want Mahomes and Allen. If I don't get one of those two, I'm probably not taking Hertz at that at that cost. I'm gonna be able to. I'll be fine with a Burrow or or something like that. Like I'm just gonna like I think he's he's fine. But I do think there is slight regression for him built in here because he doesn't throw the ball as much as these other guys do. And How do you explain still gaining fantasy points? Let's just say a normal, even a super flex league, a horrible Eagles team with really, I'm sorry, Eagles fan, but that three years ago, let's say no chance, even two years ago, no, not really a good chance and still putting up, I would say averaging 30. I want to look at that stat, but I remember thinking, man, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And going back to scoring, Scott Fishbowl is very unique, obviously. But I did have Josh Allen stacked with uh, Stephon Diggs um, and made it to the quarterfinals last year. So I do see what you're saying there, but I feel like I don't know if Josh Allen can be a standalone in that kind of a situation. But maybe I'm being controversial. I mean, with without the interceptions, I mean that was the big knock on him last year was that he was throwing too many interceptions. Um, and you know, the thing with me is like, I know Jalen Hurts is productive. He just doesn't throw as much passing touchdowns for me to feel comfortable having him at a second round draft cost right now. Yeah. If you go after a quarterback, you, you do need that safety net that he's going to be able to throw passing touchdowns in the thirties at least. And I don't know if he's got it in him. Well, just a, I think he does have it in him. We haven't quite seen it yet, but he's just progressed every year. Yeah, of course. As Kelly was saying. And the, the other thing to take into account here is, because the Eagles had such a crap schedule last year, thanks to the year before this year, their schedule is going to be very tough. They're going to have to be throwing the ball more to be either winning or staying in these games this year. They've yeah. got a, a ridiculous well, schedule. So and look, there was a reason why we saw progression. Hey, he's just, he's becoming a better quarterback. Hands yeah. down. But Look, they they drafted um, in in the second year. They drafted uh, uh, Devonta Smith, and then last year they traded for AJ Brown. So like he's gained weapons every year. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if he got considerably better weapons this year. So is he going to take another giant leap like we uh-huh. saw from year one, year two, to year three? If he stays the same, you're fine with it, absolutely. Um, but you know. We've seen it with Lamar, right? I mean, you get the <laughs> you get the you know massive rushing touchdowns one year, and then maybe not so much the next year. And so, but trusting rushing touchdowns is hard for quarterbacks. Yeah, 
But is Lamar an offensive coordinator issue? That's a whole new ball of wax. Yeah. <laughs> and, and real quick, just to go back on your Josh Allen take, I, I think the media sort of overblown his interceptions because he only has two more than Patrick Mahomes. He had 14. Mahomes had 12. Burrow had 12 as well. But the media made it sound like he was a turnover machine, and he really actually wasn't. He only had – he was, what, 35 touchdowns to 14 interceptions. Um, so not terrible. He had a stretch there, unfortunately, where he went – it was two for yeah. three straight games. That's what did it. Yep, and that was the narrative. Yeah, that everybody six of his, six yeah. of his 14 t- interceptions right there. So, yeah, yeah I mean – yeah, Somebody who just got fired from ESPN caught onto that and <laughs> ran with it for three, four weeks and the rest of the season. All right. Well, let's move on here to our next debate here. All right. And, uh, so the next two guys we one. got here um, is uh, speaking of running quarterbacks, Mr. Justin Fields, who is currently at uh, 47.6 QB7. And uh, Mr. Sonny, uh, Trevor Lawrence. 61.8 and eighth QB. So obviously fields ran like crazy last season. I mean, first question is, are we thinking that's going to continue? Um, I mean, if not, okay. He attempted the 27 most passes in the NFL last season. You know, granted that was behind injured players such as Kyler, Lamar, Tannehill, uh, or even benched players like Baker and Jacoby Brissett. You know, we Not want good. to take, <laughs> yeah. We want to take the hope that he will run for over a thousand yards again. But, uh, you know, maybe go. Are we are we hoping for that, or are we going to go for a more balanced Trevor Lawrence? Jeff, I'll start with you. So I think looking at those two ADPs, I think the, the decision for me would be super easy, and that's Trevor Lawrence. I think waiting those extra whatever it is, a couple of rounds. Um, over Justin Fields, like you mentioned, he he ran like crazy. He had a couple of uh, t- you know top ten plays of the season on some of his runs that he had. You know, and is that repeatable? I don't know. Um, I don't know if you can count on that. Uh, I think he will still have obviously plenty of rushing upside. He'll have those games where he'll probably win you a week. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence is going to be, I think, he's going to take that next step forward. You know, even from what he did last year, uh, take another step forward. They got some more weapons for him. They got Calvin Ridley now. Uh, they got a you know a running back in the backfield uh, tank uh, tank uh, Bigsby to to back up ETN. I think that offense is going to be one of the better offenses in the NFL, and I think Lawrence is going to have a monster season. So with this ADP where it's at and the uncertainty of Justin Fields and in his passing ability, uh, I'll take Trevor Lawrence all day. All right. That was spicy. One of the most, what was it? Better offenses, productive offenses. I didn't, I didn't catch the adjective, but I was like, oh. <laughs> yes, I think I think the Jags will be one of the better offenses in the league this year for sure. I don't okay. disagree. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> I just feel like I'm just feeling those feelings of, <laughs> but I will agree with you. I think Trevor Lawrence is still the better pick. As much as I want to root for Justin Fields, as much as he did run, like you said, is that sustainable? Have the Bears picked up enough to succeed? It surely seems like it. They were stacking and stacking for sure during that offseason, trying to make a better team. But overall, 
just thinking of my own fantasy leagues, Justin, Lor- Justin Lawrence, the mixing of the two. You're like me. Later on, I wrote Daniel Smith because it was Daniel Jones versus Geno Smith, and I just like flubbed it. So, yes. Glad I'm not the only one. Thank you. No, you're not. Lawrence, <laughs> for sure, I feel is very exciting to watch. You want to, it just, he just really pulled me into the game. So if we're talking again, fantasy versus real life, is there a comparison there? I surely do enjoy watching Trevor Lawrence and I liked seeing what he did for my fantasy teams. Yeah, I am all in on Trevor Lawrence. Kind of going not quite uh, even more to another level above Jalen hurts. Like I don't trust Justin Fields to repeat what he did last year. Not a chance. His passing ability isn't there. Yes. They added DJ Moore. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, if he can't throw an accurate ball, then it's not going to matter. And that's my thing with him. So, um, Trevor Lawrence to me is, is the one to have here. And I think his ADP is climbing. I actually think we will see this get close. These these will get closer as the the season nears. Um, I think what you're looking at right now is everybody just sees, you know, Justin Fields was almost 20 points per fantasy game in 15 games last year, and Trevor Lawrence was 17 in 17 games. You know, so like you're looking at the points per game, but like you gotta remember, like that offense was still figuring things out last year and trying to recover from the debacle of his rookie season. And uh, we won't mention names with their coaching staff, but it was a disaster. And so like they really picked up steam in the last half of the year, and it was like holy cow, he was amazing. Um, you know, there were comparisons of Trevor Lawrence to being one of the best prospects coming out of college. For a reason. This guy is going to ball out. And if there is anybody, in my opinion, who can break into that Mahomes-Allen Hurts range, it is Trevor Lawrence this year. So Trevor Lawrence, for me, is the hands-down pick out of these two. Do you have the data on the interceptions? Because I feel like interceptions were an issue. And like you said, the second half of the season, he really like kind of came together. Things started gel. So he had eight total um he had six before week or through week eight so he only had that's what i was thinking like early on i was like oh my gosh what's happening and he doesn't run a lot right i thought he would run more like knowing what we saw at clemson with him you think his he's athletic but he he doesn't need to run right he's he's very mahomes yeah but like and I mean, he still had, what, seven rushing touchdowns last year? That's pretty damn good. Or no, sorry, he had five, seven total in his career. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he'll be able to kind of, exactly like you said, that's a great comp there, like kind of Mahomes-ish with his running style. He he runs when he needs to, not because the, you know, it's like the scramble mode, like he has one read and go. Like, he doesn't have to. Um, but he can. He really can. He is that athletic. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing to look at here, too, with him is, you know, he basically flip-flopped his touchdowns and interceptions. You know, he had only 12 in, uh, touchdowns in, in 2021. He, you know, doubled that with 25 throwing. And then he basically cut his interceptions in half from 17 to 8. So, 
if he can maintain that and then add in even more throwing touchdowns or get a few of those rushing touchdowns, you know, maybe he will get a little more mobile. Um, I, I don't know if he necessarily needs to. Uh, you know, the other thing to look at here is, okay, yeah, Fields is now getting DJ Moore to throw to um, and hopefully a healthy uh, Mooney. So we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, on the flip side, Lawrence is also getting Calvin Ridley, who is a former fantasy star um, in, in leagues. Granted, he hasn't played in two years. So we have yet to see what we can get out of him. But I don't really look at 21 as – Lawrence's rookie season because it was such an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah. um, and and it, obviously I'm a huge Doug Peterson fan um, since he brought you know the title to Philly. Um, so I I couldn't be happier for him in this landing spot in general. I think this is a great team uh, for him to build and continue to build and work with. So I I'm going with Lawrence as well. Um, you know the draft the draft status alone is very helpful but yeah there's so much more behind it that i mean you know, i'll say this pink's picks here you know lawrence gained kirk and ingram last year now of course you know he gains ridley this year so that's another help he does make a good point fields not only gains dj Moore, but he also gets a better line they did yeah. upgrade the offensive line so maybe maybe that reduces justin fields reliance on the run as much and maybe he can pass the the ball downfield a little bit better i don't know if we want him to do that as from a fantasy yeah, i don't know like i'll be honest like i've been a big hater on ohio state quarterbacks for a long time they come from this just factory of just stud receivers stud offensive lines stud running backs and the quarterbacks look really good because of it outside of justin fields name me the last quarterback that did anything for us in fantasy Kirk Herbstreit <laughs> Kirk Herbstreit <laughs> wrong um, but anyway that's funny but yeah point proven there so thank you um, yeah, yeah. Real, real quick I just want to piggyback on something that um, that uh, Kelly said about the you know were you watching last week's show when we mentioned piggyback was... as like our drinking the word, word of the week. by the way <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Andy Cohen back in the house. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. But she mentioned about how he struggled early in the season. And just to figure, you know, to go on that with that comment with Evan Ingram being new, with Christian Kirk being new, with the new coaching staff, you know, he kind of got it about halfway through the season. They all started clicking. Mm-hmm. If that second half of the season carries over to a full season next year, um, I think I think you're right. I think Lawrence could be up in that elite conversation. Absolutely. Guys. Pang. Thanks, big Braxton Miller. <laughs> I love the name pull. This is awesome. All right, next up here, we got another one. This was this was fun. Tua Tagovailoa and Dak Prescott. Tua is at ninety five point one overall ADP, QB eleven. Dak's at eighty six point eight, QB nine. On a per game basis, Tua was better last year. What? We all. Oh yes. On a per-game basis, Tua had 17.8. Unless I can't read. Where's Dak? Dak was 16.6. 
This is fantasy data. I'm on here. Good okay. friends with them. Okay. So anyway, um, but obviously we know the injury risk with Tua. The head injuries are bad. I know they, you know, they they address that offensive line as well. Um, thanks, Terrell Pryor. Stop it. Um, <laughs> you're just making my point even just better. On the, Love it. Like um, I mean, but look, Dak's not out of the water with injuries either, right? I mean, he's had his own. He misses games regularly. It feels like, and did last year as well. Um, so out of these two, I mean, like. If you could get a full season out of them, I think everybody would love that. And, you know, if you're going to wait on quarterback to the back end of the QB1 territory, I think these are two solid guys to get. But which one out of these two would you rather have? Kelly, you go. I just, I, it pains me to watch Tua, like as a mom and as a human. Um, But secondly, I feel like he had one great, game which was like week two i think against baltimore i know yes. it's against baltimore yes. because baltimore is what we watch in our house um other than the cardinals but um that was it like was a like monster that. week of well over 400 passing yards and then it's very hit and miss well, from there six so I feel like, too. that's a good one <laughs> doesn't that skew the data people if well, you have geez. a monster week I feel like that can skew the day, whereas Dak Prescott was pretty steady in the 200-plus yards range. I will say this. Dak also had a 382 three-touchdown game against Detroit, a 300 three-touchdown game against Chicago, a 285 three-touchdown game against Cleveland, three weeks in a row. That's pretty solid. It was just... I mean, he had some. He had some nice weeks. It was. It was after he got those head injuries. He really, the second one especially. It, yeah. He slowed down. Like, they they played it safe with him. They stopped letting him sit back me. there and just chug at the Tyreek Hill after he went fifty yards. <laughs> if if I had a pick, it would be Dak Prescott, and I think only for consistency's sake. I look at numbers a lot of the day when I'm making a bunch of marketing plans, and I hate when I see something that stands out and just skews that data for me. So I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott, if only for the consistency. Uh, real quick, I just I was I was bored a little bit back here. I took out that game for you, Kelly. Um, you take out that game, you average it. It came out to 16 points per game for him. You take that out. So, so there you go. So yeah. you're taking that out, but you're also just reducing that one the game. game. But you're yeah, also reducing, reducing the game. games, right? Reducing Not just game, reducing yeah. the points. Well, yep, he had... one second. Makes it, it even You can't it reduce the points and then also divide by 13. You have to reduce the points. I'm and then sure also we can do some very good <laughs> math second. around this. Just making sure, Mike. <laughs> Ah, is it was 12, by the way. It was 12 games. <laughs> all right. So, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that game obviously is cute. I mean, it, look, we see that all the time with, with uh, you know, I always say that Amari Cooper is like my enemy in receivers because he's always – until last year when he was going to like the 12th round, and I was like, well, fine, I'll take him now. Um, he's always one of those like inconsistent players. I still like Tua, but I, I'm with you. I, I'm on I'm on Dak over Tua here, and it's may, maybe not so much that I think Dak is the better fantasy player overall. It's that I really just don't think 
Tua surviving a full season. I just really don't. And that that's I would if if I knew Tua was going to survive a whole season, I'd probably have him up at like QBE six or seven. I really believe Tua is that much better than Dak at this point. Um, and has better weapons overall. Like I, I really do, but I just don't think it's happening. So I don't know, Jeff. What do you think? So I've just been biding my time here because I am a huge Tua believer. Um, I've actually gone on a podcast and said that if he is healthy for a full 16 or 17 games, that he will be in the MVP candidacy for this year. Um, I think he could have been there last year had he stayed healthy, honestly. A couple of things I want to dispel about Tua that people just seem to think that he's this check down guy. Um, Anybody want to guess who uh, led the league in uh, ADOT last year as quarterback? Uh, that was Tua. Do we want to say Tua? Yeah, it was Tua. And in, in deep rate, there's only two <laughs> quarterbacks higher than him. And as far as deep rate percentage, uh, Russell Wilson and surprisingly Mac Jones was kind of a weird one. That I didn't think to see, I'd see him up there. But again, he can throw the deep ball. He is accurate. Uh, offense is what held him back a couple of years ago when he was doing all those dump downs. Uh, he is extremely accurate. He actually, of those guys that had the deep balls, uh, he had the highest percentage of, of completed passes. Obviously, Tyreek Hill helps that, but. You know, he has Tyreek Hill. We can't discount that. And he has Jalen right. Waddle, who's also very fast. So he's yeah. got great weapons. He's got a great offensive coach um, who just knows how to scheme things up to get players open. The caveat, of course, that everybody's talked about is the health. And if, if he cannot stay healthy, obviously he can't be a fantasy star for you. However, if they could find a way to keep him healthy and keep him on the field, I truly think that he is sort of a dark horse to to get into that elite tier uh, for this season, at least. Uh, after that, I think Tyreek Hill's contract expires and supposedly he's retiring. Then we can reevaluate. <laughs> but uh, as of this year, I think Tua has a great chance. If you're a weight-on quarterback kind of player like I am, uh, Tua is the guy that I'm targeting for sure. Uh, I think the, the narrative is wrong on him. Uh, I think that if he can find a way to stay healthy, and, and I, that's a big if, obviously, um, but you're only injury prone until you're not, right? And that's kind of how I, I've always looked at it. You, you're injury prone until you're not. You know, we've seen players before that are injury prone in the beginning of their career, Matthew Stafford being one of them. You know, early on, he was always in and out of the lineup, always injured, and then he went on this Ironman streak where he didn't miss any games for like seasons after seasons. So, I'm not saying two is going to be that, but uh, if he can find a way to stay healthy, I do think that he can uh, he can surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, and and just uh, you know bouncing back off of that with the injuries. Joe, you had mentioned with Dak. Dak's played 16 games and started 16 games his first four years uh, from 2016 to 19. He missed a ton of time in 2020, only played five games, but he was off to a torrid start with yeah. 371.2 yards per game average yeah, in those first season. five starts. Um, again, in 21, he played 16 games, and last year he played 12. So... It, it's it's almost like the you know the Anthony Rendon of of fantasy baseball talk where we think he's an injury guy but he's actually not. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think with me and Dak, for me with bleh, with me about Dak, it's it's that two out of the last three seasons he's been yeah. you know, he's missed bias. pretty significant exactly time the and you know with. With the draft capital you're you're paying up for him, and maybe not as much this year, but um, you know it that hurts. And then you know even when he was on the field last year, like I mean, sixteen and a half points from your quarterback on average, 
you need more than that to win. And that's yeah. why we're seeing guys like Mahomes and Allen Hurts go in the first two rounds because people are just like, screw it. I don't want to have to guess. Yeah. I'm just going to block these three the in and be done. You know, and I get it. Um, yeah. So. Um, next two we got then. Yeah. Next just two one more up. thing I wanted to add, too, with, oh. the, you know, with, you know, with Tua and his peak week that he had, that huge week. The thing that I want to say about that is, is Dak – didn't really have a peak week last last year mm-hmm. and sometimes you need that in fantasy you need that you know two or three peak weeks a season that can just win you a week based on just a monster game he did and not I, score over 30 points in a single, single game, game last year in fact he only yeah. scored over 25 twice yeah so that's something that I look that's at not good for a quarterback yeah you got to have those weeks if you're going to pay up you know for a quarterback which i still think you're paying up a little bit for for these two guys uh, you know, not quite as high as the other guys we've talked about, but uh, you're still paying a pretty good premium. You, you want to have at least a couple weeks a season where they just go out and just win you the week and just throw four or five I mean, touchdowns. How crazy is this to say? Dak Prescott only scored 1.6 points more per game than Russell Wilson. <laughs> and we think he was terrible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, next up here, this was interesting. Deshaun Watson, who was miserable last year when he finally came back on the field uh, and is a total dirtbag, uh, 89.8 overall ADP going as QB10. Anthony Richardson going 105.9, 12th QB off the board. Look, I... I legit am just I'm gonna say this right out. I'm staying away from both of these guys. If there if this is what my decision has come to, it's like who's the best receiver? Like, no, I I don't want any either one of these guys. I get the hype on any one of them. Watson has and has been a phenomenal QB in the past. Does he return to that? I have no idea. Richardson, an athletic freak. We know this. Can he be an NFL quarterback? I don't kind of don't see it. I really don't. And yes, NFL quarterback and fantasy quarterback, as Kelly has said before, aren't always doesn't always matter, right? You can be a terrible NFL quarterback, but you'd be a great fantasy quarterback. I'm not sure that Richardson's going to be a good enough NFL quarterback to be a good enough fantasy quarterback, if that makes sense. Meaning, I don't know if that offense is going to sustain drives, score enough points. Yeah, he might. he's going to have some bonkers games. We know this. Because he's just going to run wild at times. But it took Fields a whole year to field, figure that out. Is Richardson going to do it in year one? I'm not sure. So with that being said, Jeff, I'm going to let you start here because I think we let Kelly go last first last time. Who are you taking out of one of these two? I'm I'm with you. I'm not taking either one of them. I'm <laughs> looking at the, the the running backs receivers in the same range. Uh, but if I had to choose one of them, I will take Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm not going to put my fancy hopes on a rookie quarterback. Uh, it is very rare that a rookie quarterback comes in and puts up monster numbers. I just pulled up uh, the couple of rookies uh, seasons. Cam Newton, of course, is number one, 2011. Justin Herbert a few years ago had a really big season. Robert Griffin the third. Kyle Murray, Andrew Luck. Um, but it doesn't happen very often, you know, and especially with a quarterback that we already had question marks from coming in, you know, 
Cam Newton was the number one overall pick. Robert Griffin the third, number one overall pick. Uh, Kyler Murray, number one overall pick. Justin Herbert is the one outlier in that. He was number five, I believe. Um, but AR, you know, he's he's a he's a great quarterback with his legs. I just I have question marks with his arm and mm-hmm. and learning the speed of the NFL. I think he's going to take some time to adjust. Um, and I'm just not going to put my, my my hopes on a rookie quarterback. Deshaun Watson, we've at least seen him do it. You know, it's been a little while since we've seen him do it, but we have seen him do it uh, with a full off season and a full you know a full season under his belt. Um, hopefully, he can put up a, a season like he had when he was in Houston. Um, but, but like you said, if I had to choose, I'm choosing Deshaun Watson, but I really don't want to choose either one of these guys. No, I, I agree. <laughs> Kelly, what do you think? Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said he has been, has been, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. He has. <laughs> has been. Um, if gun to my head, I'm going with a fresh new blood. I have enjoyed seeing um you know stories of Pittman out there throwing the ball before the season even starts they have a talented team I think that um we could see some magic why not why not I would take him well over to Sean Watson I will say this in Scott Fish Anthony Richardson really intrigues me because the lack of negatives what do we see a lot from rookie quarterbacks? Interceptions. Interceptions, turnovers, right? Mistakes. Facts. You don't have to worry about it. Now, of course, you make mistakes. That means less touchdowns probably. But the negative points you're, you know, you get from those rookies because of all the mistakes, it is just just massive in my opinion when it comes, you know, to most of them. So he does intrigue me as Scott Fish, especially in that, you know, a 3,300 person large field tournament type thing. You got to go take a chance. Yeah. You know, cause if you pass on the Richardson, you know, you're probably getting, you know, Kirk, like we all know Kirk's fine, you know, but he's not winning. You Scott fish. Let's be real. He's just kind of like, he, he might get you to the playoffs and then to go on like, Oh man, I didn't get that 30 point game from my Kubi too. That's cause you had, that's cause you had captain Kirk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But um, AJ, anything else to add, or you just want to yeah, move on to the next just one? Just real quick, the the interesting thing I, I would also take Richardson. Um, you know, from my former Gators fandom, and <clears throat> well, still fandom. Um, but he's just a freak athlete. I I think having uh, Shane Steichen there, you know, again, Eagles plug, but. We saw what he did with with Hertz the past three years, um, and it really was Steichen that was doing a lot of the work there um, with the play calling and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what that will turn into. Um, and I agree with Kelly. There is some talent on that team. Um, it's a young team. Uh, I think they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to want to – you know, come into the season with a chip on their shoulder. And, you know, that division is kind of wide open. I think Jacksonville's still going to take the division, but it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, the rest of the division fall, you know, fall apart around the Colts too. So you, you do I, remember I'm, I'm that a, Shane Steichen is, is no longer on the Eagles, right? You don't have to root for him anymore. I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying I'm rooting for him. I'm just 
saying that he was a solid offensive for a good coach. And yes. uh, and now Anthony Richardson yeah. gets him. Absolutely, no. That that's yeah. a great point. I like it. So, speaking of uh, Daniel Smith and Geno Jones here, um, <laughs> these are our next two guys up. Um, we've got we've got uh, Danny Dimes, uh, and he's sitting at one nineteen point six fifteen QB fifteen. Geno right behind him there, one twenty three point seven but QB 16. So pretty close um, round wise for these two, you know, less than a a half round between them. Really both of these guys pretty much had breakout campaigns last year. Uh, I don't know if people are really believing in the repeat though. So Kelly, are you believing in a repeat? And if so, which one do you trust more? (laughs) It is so hard not to say Daniel Jones because he is just so darn cute (laughs) and they have an amazingly talented team so it is hard not to say Daniel Jones but I am going to say Geno Smith and the reason I'm going to say Geno Smith is because I don't feel like he ever had the opportunity to show what kind of quarterback he was they gave him that opportunity and he ran with it the guy is good and he's going to continue to be good. Yeah, that is one piece of analysis that I don't think any of the three of us could give. We could not say that Daniel Jones is cute, and that's why you want to take <laughs> I will say the, the cutest thing about Daniel Jones is when he breaks off for like a 70-yard run, and you just see those stat numbers already going up, and then he trips and fumbles on himself. That, to me, is... By the way, there, the there is some video I saw somewhere of some dude, like, he's, like, next to his TV, and he'll, like... It's, it's, like, it's like random clips, like cartoon clips, movie clips, whatever, and he'll, like, he'll, like, touch it at the right moment, and then, like... Like, it was, like, a, it was like a Tom and Jerry thing, and, like, the, the, you know, the mouse was running, and he'd, like, hit it, and the mouse would fall. To hit the mouse fall. They they did the Daniel Jones run, and all of a sudden he had a broom. He gets goes, Daniel Jones stumbles and then falls. I was like, yes, <laughs> I wanted to send that to Keith so bad. <laughs> yes, hashtag suck at Keith. Yes, there we go, there we go. All right, Jeff, what you got? So I will take Daniel Jones in this scenario, and it is because of his legs. I think it kind of builds a safe floor for Daniel Jones. So if he does regress at all in his passing ability. Uh, I think his legs kind of makes up a little bit for it. Uh, also, being a Niner fan, I can't pick anything with Seattle. It's just hard to do. Um, Gino had a great season last year. It's his one outlier season in what? How long has he been in the league? Eight, nine years. Um, it's hard to to really buy into that. Not that Jones has had any great seasons by any means, but he's a little bit younger. He has the ability to run, uh, which Gino runs a little bit, um, but not anything like Daniel Jones does. And I no. do think that uh, – the one thing Gino has going for him and the one argument I'll make for him is he got the better weapons. I mean, he's got DK Metcalf. He's got JSN. He's got Tyler Lockett. He's got two good running backs now in the backfield. Right. So he does have the better weapons. The loading there. up there Yeah, to where the Giants were, we don't – they got a lot of receivers, but we don't know who – they we like don't know who guys. they're actually going to throw to every week. Like, it's crazy. Like nine, nine slot receivers. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. all slot. Yeah. Like I'll say this, my rankings have Jones higher. I'm not taking him there. <laughs> it just doesn't. The projections say Jones. The you know all, all the everything everything you build out say Jones. 
I want the I want the savings, the draft savings, which on on sleeper isn't a savings, but as far as most projection systems I've seen and, and other drafts I've been in, Smith is going a lot later than what this shows. You can get Geno a lot later, and and like what what uh, Jeff you were saying, got better weapons. Um, yeah, he's been around for a while, and he hasn't really broken out. But Kelly, you said it too. Like he has really never been given that good of a chance, and when he did, like he had really crappy teams in New York. Like what, like, what are you gonna do there when when you got that kind of thing going on? Like I, I think Jones has the potential to be good. Um, and obviously he has a great coaching staff around him now, which is I think why we saw what we saw last year with him finally. Um I'm just not it's hard to trust that when like your leading receiver is Isaiah Hudgens, possibly. <laughs> like really? I don't know. Sterling Shepard's still there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But that dude's like eighth on the depth chart, or next week could be second. We don't know. Yeah. Because no <laughs> That's knees. The thing. Like, His knees are now gone. I mean, they're taking like ACLs from other people. To put like, AJ, you do the depth charts on Fantasy Six Pack. You know, the re- the ju- that's got to be the largest, like, like I, you're well, hitting like alt so enter like eight times on the Giants one. Preseason, offseason, whatever you want to call it. I specifically tried to keep the receivers at like six and it was very hard for me to do that for the Giants because there's you're like so linking to guys. like a, a google spreadsheet and going like nope here's the giants it's needed its own like life over here now uh yeah, yeah. i I, mean, gino. I, I really just the, i really just think the excitement for, around gino is cool the one thing to worry about gino is like his second half was not very good so like you do have to worry about that he really did sort of stumble a little bit down the stretch so um I, I think I have a, a reason for that, and I could be wrong, but I think he played a lot of really good defenses. Um, I know he played us twice uh, within a four-week period. He played us twice, and we have really good defense. Us, the Niners. The Niners. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I recall them playing a bunch of defenses. The uh, they played the Niners in week two and week 15, so... So that was wrong. Not, <laughs> so, yeah, not good. Uh, but no, they did, play, they did play the Niners. They played the Chiefs. They played the Jets and they played the Rams, although yeah, and then but they played the Rams twice. I mean, the Rams still had a pretty solid defense, no matter what. Um, Carolina was not good, and they didn't do well against them either. But um, yeah, the uh, yeah. the turnovers in the last part of the season kind of showed its head with him yeah. too. So that's something to worry about. So so um, the the main guy uh, potentially is Darius Slayton, and then rookie Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> Again, you can go to like five different sites for the at. Giants receiving depth chart, and you're going to find five different answers. I have Darren Waller, <laughs> including is going ours. to lead the team in receptions, <laughs> and he doesn't even play in receptions. what five games because he's Probably. not going to stay healthy. Anyway, let's move on here. Um, yeah. last one here, and we've mentioned this name already. Uh, we're going to do Russell Wilson 113.9 at. QB eight oh that's got to be wrong. I meant I probably meant to say one thirty one point nine. I typed that in wrong. Uh, apologize for that. Uh, QB eighteen, but Aaron Rodgers one thirteen point four in QB fourteen. Both veterans, both had really bad years according you know up for their standards. Not one thirteenth, right? Is it really one thirteen? There's really a oh, not for Russ. Oh yeah, what about oh. Russ? What, I thought you were. I thought you were talking. It's one thirty-three. No. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I typed one. Whatever. Anyway, one thirty-three 
for for Russell Wilson, 133.9. Um, so, you know, a good two-round savings there. Who do you want out of either one of these guys? A neither a none is fine, honestly. Um, yeah, but there is there is like hope for both of these quarterbacks this year. I, I hear it. I sometimes believe it. I'm not really sure at the same time. You know, we get Rodgers going to the Jets, and now he's getting a lot of his old friends that came with him. Which you're going like it didn't work in Green Bay. You really think it's going to work here? But then he adds Garrett Wilson to the mix, right? So maybe that's the missing piece. Okay. Then you get Russell Wilson. So horrible, horrible year last year. Um, but now he's getting Sean Payton, who can everybody think can just work his magic and make make Russell Wilson Russell Wilson again. What do you all think? Uh, I don't remember who went first last time. I apologize. I think I went first. All right, Jeff. All right. So out of these two, I'm taking Russell Wilson. I do expect a, a bit of a bounce back season for him because of the, some of the things you just mentioned, you know, his new coaching staff. You know, when Russell Wilson was with, with Seattle, a, a popular comp, at least in the pocket numbers, not his rushing ability, but he was comped to Drew Brees a lot with the mm-hmm. consistency and the accuracy and everything else. Of course, now he's got uh, Drew Brees' former coach as his coach uh, and, and the staple of that offense, a lot of times was the running backs and catching balls out of the backfield and just taking it, you know, getting those little short chunk plays, which last year, Russell Wilson didn't do a lot of, so that'll be built into the offense. And that kind of pads his numbers a little bit. And the fact that, you know, you're just dumping it off to Javante Williams or whoever's coming out of that backfield. Whereas Aaron Rodgers in his offense, um, he has a defensive minded coach uh, came from the Niners. He was, he's going to want to run a, a run heavy scheme with, you know, play good defense, run the ball, and we'll win games. And Rodgers won't turn the ball less plays. Yes, exactly. They're going to play a very slow pace. Um, I think Rodgers is, is renowned, obviously, not throwing interceptions. So that's the perfect quarterback for that system. Just run the ball, play good defense, don't turn the ball over, and we'll win this game. And that's I think they're going to play that, you know, in, uh, in, in New York. Uh, whereas I think Russell Wilson in that offense wants to be more high-flying. They got the weapons. I think Jerry Judy has a breakout season. Sutton's a good uh, – Number two, I, I think Judy's going to be the number one this year. Uh, I mentioned Javante Williams already. Um, I just think that offense is ready to, to take off, and I think Russell Wilson really wants to prove that he's not the quarterback that he was last year. And careful, Aaron Rodgers threw 12 picks last year. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really think that's that's him, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Kelly. Does Aaron Rodgers even want to play football anymore? Did he <laughs> even know. want to play last year? I mean, what? A, there could be no less least exciting quarterback that I want to watch um, than Aaron Rodgers. If we're talking about Russell Wilson, bad taste in everyone's mouth, right? But I do agree there is an offense who has just been dying to break out. And perhaps this new coaching is just what they needed. But there is no way that I am going to rely on Aaron Rodgers for any kind of fantasy points. I feel like he had his day, right? We we could look at Joe Flacco almost in the same way where Joe Flacco had his time. And then they stand there like a cardboard cutout. And, you know, what happens? Nothing. Boring. Boo. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, I, <laughs> I'm with I you. I feel like, like uh, th- this is d- 
this whole topic for these two guys is just very Shawshank Redemption right now because <laughs> you want to think about hope and hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Well, guess what? Aaron Rodgers has died and come back and is ready to die again on his throne of ayahuasca darkness. Um, <laughs> you know, not that I'm knocking either darkness or ayahuasca, but I, I just don't know what the hell this guy is doing. I mean, he's he's also like the, the Matthew McConaughey character in Dazed and Confused. I mean, all right, all right, all right. I mean, like, what I, are you I, doing? I, like, <laughs> That's I it. called it a couple of years ago, and, and AJ, you know this. Like, I was like, I don't know. If Aaron, like, like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but like, he was literally just heaving the ball to Devontae Adams at times. And you're just like, I mean, yes, holy crap, pinpoint accuracy in the back corner of the end zone or the front corner of the end zone or whatever. Devontae Adams was catching those balls. That is an unreal chemistry that you're not going to find anywhere else. And now that that's gone, we're seeing what's happening. And like, even those, even with those seasons with Adams, I mean, it was like, he had his normal stat line, and Blaine, you're a Packers fan, you know this, right? It was like 220 yards and four touchdowns. It was just like, holy crap. He threw the ball like 22 times a game. There were just four of them were touchdowns. That's how we got his fantasy points. That's almost unimaginable to repeat as much as like, some of these running quarterbacks that we're seeing, like that is just not happening. You need to be able to pass the ball more consistently, get over 300 yards more to be a consistent quarterback. And as soon as he lost Adams, plummeted, plummeted like a rock last year. And I mean, we saw that even with Rogers, the three seasons basically prior to Devontae Adams, just breaking out like crazy. We weren't thinking of him as a top notch QB for some time yeah, and, and Rogers too is a guy that and the reason he brought all his guys is because he likes to have chemistry with this oh, guy yeah. and he had that chemistry with Devontae Adams there was a, a play two years ago or, or a drive two years ago where they were on the goal line and three straight plays they ran the exact same play exact same route and he threw it to Devontae Adams all three times scored on the final one that's the kind of connection that he's not going to have with the New York Jets right now no. maybe, he, maybe he'll get it with Gary Wilson eventually but that takes a lot of reps and a lot of trust, and he's not going to have that with those with those receivers. Yeah, it, no. in my opinion, he is the perfect example of a really good NFL quarterback, but not a good fantasy quarterback. I mean, he's had because some he phenomenal seasons. Because don't of get the me touchdown wrong. spikes, he yeah, never don't... gets you the yards. He always gets you three plus touchdowns, though. Yes, he's very good at throwing. He's very efficient. With how he plays, uh, but yes, it is very touchdown heavy. Um, crazy to say this, he's never he's never thrown for over five thousand yards. Not even close, I don't think. But I he's, think he has three seasons 40, over forty touchdowns. He's only thrown over forty five hundred yards once. I mean, that's just been his game. Yeah. He's just a smart guy, smart quarterback. Knows not to throw the ball into trouble. I mean, he'll throw it away before he throws an interception. Maybe that's... Which is a trait that I think quarterbacks sometimes don't have. Right. And, you know, 
for an NFL team, that's a good thing. For a fantasy team, sometimes you want them to take the chance because yeah. sometimes those those places work, right? And you're like, oh, man, that was a 40-yard touchdown. Well, it just was a throwaway, and the next play, they run the ball three yards and they punt. So you got nothing. So, All right. I think we're up for some rapid fire right. to close things out here. Yeah, just uh, want to throw these names out there because we, we've kind of touched on them a little bit throughout the show most of them here but got three different topics uh we've got you know the young gun tier options which is joe burrow uh sitting at qb4 and a 30 34.7 uh draft spot and justin air bear 47.1 qb6 uh kelly which one of these guys do you want more justin herbert jeff I'm going Joe Burrow. Joe. Burrow. Okay. Uh, give, give me, give me the guy who's got two, in my opinion, two wide receiver ones. What about you, AJ? <clears throat> I, I think I got to go Burrow. What about I, you? I like, I like Herbert. <laughs> What's that? All right, producer. I like. Yeah. <laughs> I do like I like Herbert. Um, I, I like his his weapons, but they are aging weapons um, and, and a little more injury prone, I guess, at this point. So if, the only I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. I was gonna say the only that, thing that, uh, yeah, that just Herbert really has for him that that Burrow does not have is he'll be, be playing in good weather games towards the end of the season where Burrow will be playing in yeah. places like Cleveland and stuff like that. So uh, he's but, also going to get Kellen Moore. Which is a huge plus. Yeah, good point. Definitely. So, but I'm still on Burrow. The receiving core there is. I lean. I, I I love me some Kellen Moore, and I want Mike Williams to be a thing. I'm just not really sure it's going to be, and I don't know if anybody's going to trust TCU Quentin Johnston. Um, AJ knows how that feels not with TCU receivers. Jalen Rager experiment. Yeah. All right, so uh, next rapid fire here: Kirk Cousins, who I just mentioned earlier, and Jared Goff. Who wants this one? Uh, I'll go first. I'll take uh, I'll take Jared Goff. This offense ex- is expected to be explosive, which is why they're playing in the first game of the season versus the Chiefs. And I think we know what Kirk Cousins is, and there's no upside with him. It's just it is who he is. I think there's some upside with Goff. Agreed. Jared Goff, true best offense of the NFL. Ooh, shots fired, Jeff. Even, love, love it. I'm not a Lions fan that, like, <laughs> Per se, but I would say the Lions are America's team at this point, and Jared Goff, let's go. Dave Eddy, where are you at, man? Yeah, I, this, Lions this is fan, the, the mostly men. You're not listening. Passer tier op- options. I'm, I'm gonna go with Goff too. So, Cousins, you like that? Sorry, oh you got gosh. you got the the best receiver, you know, option. But yeah, nothing else. Mon Ra's not too far <laughs> behind, in my opinion. What? Dude, no, don't say that. You were good before. Um <laughs> be bold. For what he does for that offer a mustache. That's, that's I get it. I get it. Uh you know, it's funny, like my projections say Kirk. You know, it, it's gonna be higher than golf, but I, I don't want Kirk over golf. Like if I if I'm drafting in that range and you know, taking my QB two, I, I want golf over Kirk. Kirk's gonna be safer. He's gonna you know, he's he's gonna be steady. Because he's got Jefferson, and, and and that helps a lot. But 
Goff's going to have those just monster games. He's just got so much talent around him, as everybody said. And so, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would rather take Goff, especially with a little bit of a discount, it sounds like. Yeah. so. All right. Last, last one. Here, the oldie but goodie question mark on the prompter. Tier options. We've got Derek Carr versus um, Matthew Icepack Stafford. <laughs> Exactly. Derek Carr, let's skip the ice packs. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going Matthew Stafford. I think mean, he, I think Derek Carr, similar to Chris, uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, is just is what he is. And I think there's a little bit of upside to Matthew Stafford. He's got an offensive minded head coach. He has, you know, arguably the second best receiver in the NFL in Cooper Cup. And I think that. That, that this they're gonna have a bounce back season at least offensively i think they're still gonna be a terrible team but offensively they'll put up points you hope they're a terrible team yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i i'm with you uh jeff i i like stafford a little bit more here in in this in this range i don't want nothing to do with him in a, in a one qb league but in a in a two qb super flex type of league if these are the guys that i'm coming down to i'm taking my i'm taking my chances on stafford for a bounce back you know again cup being we forget Cup was still on pace to be the the wide receiver one last year. People don't. I, a lot of people do not realize that they just remember him getting hurt and Stafford being terrible. Um, yes, yeah, Stafford is gonna have his injury, his, his interceptions. Um, you know, you had to write the first time his injuries. He's, yeah, that too. He's on his way out the door, you know, and now here he's back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I, I going think, with Car. I think. I like the uh, I like the landing spot. He's got some talent there, um, you know, especially from a a Scott Fish standpoint. I, I love cars like a potential later ish option, and especially and- with no negatives, give me Stafford all day in Scott yeah. Fish. That is hands uh-huh. down it. Look, Kelly, you said the injuries, and I get it. Like he's got lingering things going on right now, but. He was injured in 2019, and he was injured last year. The last, the seasons before, before that, since 2011, he never missed a game, and 2020 and 2021, he didn't miss a game. Stafford's he been just a pre- wants to be a dad. He wants to stay home. He wants to be okay. old and retire. That's it. <laughs> I mean, dad bod. He got he he got his Super Bowl. He got his AT and T commercial where he could call out the Lions. And so we're good. <laughs> I but, mean, he uh, moved no. from Detroit I, I, to LA. I, I mean, still, it doesn't I, get any better. <laughs> love it. Um, no, I I still just think Stafford is the upside play. When you're digging deep at quarterback at this point, Carr is not winning you anything. Stafford can, and he has like. We've seen Stafford do it before. What's the best finished car I've ever had? QB nine? <laughs> like I don't even know. Um, I gotta look this up. Changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes, baby. I guess. Looks like uh, his highest finish was QB twelve, actually. <laughs> okay, man, I gave him credit, and that was way back in two thousand sixteen. It's a good year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who his receivers were. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's his only QB1 finish of his career. He had a QB13 in 2021. I feel like he was 
better than that at one point, but there was that yeah. there's that MVP almost MVP season where he got hurt, so that probably right, him. yeah, okay, that may be what I'm thinking of. Uh, anyway. Changes my driver. Change is good. Let's see what happens. Shake yeah, it up. Yeah, I mean, look, it could work out. Um, I'm just not, you know, <laughs> I'm buying, I'm buying Cooper Cup over Chris Olave and a dead Michael Thomas at this point. So, and who knows? If, who knows if Kamara is going to avoid prison at this point? So who knows? It, it's just give me Stafford who did it before with kind of the same people around him and let's see what happens at, you know, at that point in the drive like just go with the upside whoops i just totally bounced my microphone sorry about that all right um that is it for the show i want to thank both of you for coming on i had a great time and i hope everybody learned a lot listening to this i know uh you know i even i even i learned a little bit so um kelly let you go first and uh, just remind everybody where they can find you on Twitter and, and what you got going on this, this year. Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at Kelly and Phoenix. You can use that handle across all of the socials and hang out with me. Um, you can also check out trophysmack.com where we have officially launched a exciting new sweepstakes win the ultimate Pro football experience, two tickets to L.A., round trip for two, hotel, tour of SoFi Stadium, two tickets to the game of your choice at SoFi Stadium, and awesome Trovi Smack gear awaits. So go ahead, visit trovysmack.com. Right now, my little pop-up is broken, but it will be fixed. Click more, click win stuff, and enter. Does Matt Walsh come with the package? Because if Matt it doesn't, then I am not in. Every package. <laughs> he would not miss an opportunity I was gonna say. to hang. Guaranteed he'll be your seatmate. I do want to throw out next month, the month of August, Women of Fantasy Football holds our annual uh, fundraiser where we raise money for Galvanize sending women to media boot camp to learn how to be sports broadcasters. It's a great opportunity. Tune in and uh, bid on some amazing signed gear and hear from some of your favorite women in sports. I am happy to say we've already landed. Amy Trask, Princess of Darkness, former NFL Raiders CEO. We're super excited. One of the top 100 people in the NFL influence sphere. Can I say more? Super excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that is is fantastic. I will be sure to tune in. Awesome. Um, And and I will be looking forward to seeing you at the expo, I imagine. So I uh, be looking forward to that as well. So thank you for coming on. And uh, Jeff? Where can we find you? What you got? Well, after all of that, I wish I had gone first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me uh, on Twitter at Jeff Lambert seventy seven. Of course, all my stuff is at goingfortwo.com, and we just recently launched our goingfortwo.live website as well, where you can find all of our podcast stuff. Um, Goingfortwo Live is on YouTube. We got shows literally every night of the week. Uh, so come find that. And then this Sunday uh, at 8.30, I will be making a oh, uh, appearance on the Potathon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that too, unless you, you want to plug that. I'm excited. 
Yeah, you, 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 I'll let you plug that one. But yeah, I'm gonna make it my appearance on the Potathon 8:30, uh, and we'll be announcing how much we raised uh, going for two. Oh, rates nice. Yeah, yeah. Thirty. So awesome. Uh, come check. Yeah, us out. I'm doing my spot on Saturday at two two p.m. Yeah, I think I I picked to to sponsor you, so I don't know if they'll, they'll run my ad when you're okay. on or not. So. <laughs> well, that works because we're 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 running the the live draft show together that uh or live live draft event together that uh obviously I thought you were plugging there for a second and I got all excited, but uh, yeah, no Sunday Scott Fishbowl live draft DC uh, Jeff and I are hosting it. Kelly and Trophy Smack applied. Uh, supplied the boards and a sweet ass ring, um, which will be auctioned off there. And then AJ, I'll be there. AJ will be there, <laughs> being stupid and 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 live on our YouTube channel, uh, yes, live broadcasting be. everything and catching people doing things they probably Captain shouldn't. So it'll be fun. Cam, <laughs> draft. Um, yes, I will be live streaming. So. It will be awesome. I'm going to have, we are going to have a blast on Sunday. Um, thank you for, to Scott for letting us do this and um, to everybody just being there. So that'll be a good time. But that being said, let's close this out. And um, yeah, thank you again, Kelly and Jeff. With that being said, let's thank you. see you all next week. <laughs>